listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman in snowy Swift Current. <laughs> you make it into the rink okay today? Because it's an adventure out there, man. Today was okay. Um, the first day was it when it really started coming down. I guess it was Saturday. Um, had a bit of a, an uphill climb, literally, to get to the rink. There was one spot where if I was going any slower, I probably would have stopped and then slid back down the hill I was trying to drive up. So thankfully, I got the snow tires on now and uh, seems to be relatively smooth sailing. Uh, driving wise at least that weather was wild like wind gusts up to 100 kilometers an hour probably faster than that i know like part of the roof blew off the local liquor store and (laughs) today as i was driving to the rink you could see like roof debris in the trees at like elmwood golf course there so just some some crazy wind and snow this always seems to happen when tri-city mary's in town yeah my girlfriend here in town every time she pops in something happens uh, some sort of travel (laughs) delay one time she was driving here in the summer and there was a train derailed near Medicine Hat, so she got diverted for a couple hours. Um, it honestly seems like anytime she comes up, something happens, and uh, this time uh, she brought a blizzard with her. Yeah, and uh, it, like you said, whenever she visits, always some sort of biblical weather event or some sort of <laughs> intervention or whatever, but uh, but yeah, we're, we're toughing out the weather here and getting ready for a couple games this weekend. Last weekend, uh, you know, the, the team extended their win streak to three games before running into uh, an always disciplined Prince Albert squad. Yeah, it was good to see Friday again Against Calgary, um, the f- second period was uh, was the big period for the Broncos, which is, has not always been the case this year. Um, there was a, a time earlier in the season where I think the team was getting outscored almost by a three to one margin in second periods for whatever reason. So to see them blow up for for four unanswered in the second period was great. Um, kind of just took control of the game there and were very opportunistic. They were outshot uh, pretty pretty healthily, but to score you know five goals on uh, I think it was like twenty one shots total or something like that uh, was was great to see and. Uh, um, you know, Saturday, you know, as you mentioned, Prince Albert's always a tough team to play against. Doesn't really seem to matter who is on the roster. Um, they're always very active, physical, aggressive. Um, you know, that's the kind of style they want to play. And they just so happen to have three first-round NHL picks on their roster at this current moment. So, um, you know, for them to come into town and, and they played that very physical game and got a couple of lucky bounces, admittedly, with uh, one face-off going off a skate and right to their guy in front and then a clearing attempt that went off uh, Bronco's own guy and stayed in the zone five seconds later it's in so um, you know, a bit of some puck luck going on there for, for Prince Albert but a very physical game as expected and uh, we'll see what uh, the next meeting brings in I think about two two and a half weeks Coming up in our uh, coaches show, Devin Pratt will uh, have a chat with the interim head coach about the uh, most recent comings and goings in uh, Swift Current Bronco land. And I know a big weekend coming up that uh, I imagine the boys are fired up for. Yeah, it seems like they, you know, you hear Devin talk about this, but it kind of seems like the Broncos uh, have raised their game when they're playing a top team so far this year. Uh, we saw that with Edmonton here in town a little while ago. Uh, I think that game ended 2-1, to one, and then there was the game in Winnipeg that ended 3-1. to one. So uh, they give the shootout game against Saskatoon. Uh, um, so the team seems to to raise up their game when they're playing uh, the top teams in the Western Hockey League, which is uh, is what you'd like to see from a young squad. Uh, and you hope that with Winnipeg rolling in here, it's more of the same. Um, you know, it's a team that's lost one game all season long. Um, it's a team that's chocked full of high-end talent that are either already drafted into the NHL or will be drafted high into the NHL uh, coming this July. So an exciting team to come into the building here and obviously come and support the Broncos. But the fact you get to see a lot of high-end talent on 
the other side is kind of just an added bonus. And uh, our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast is going to be goaltender uh, Isaac Poulter. You and I, we've, we've had numerous uh, off-mic conversations about various trade trees. <laughs> and, you know, like how trades shake down years later and everything. You know, a popular discussion is the Cody Eakin one, for example, and, and how they're still active I believe Pelche is a descendant of that trade in some way, shape, or form. So uh, Isaac Poulter is going to be joining us, and he is. And this tree isn't one with many branches, but uh, Poulter, a descendant of the Bobby Zinken trade tree. <laughs> yeah, I think he was he was traded, or Bobby Zinken might have been traded for a sixth round pick a couple years out, or something like that. And, and that sixth round pick eventually turned into Poulter, who now yeah. is uh, part of the team. So that was uh, that was an interesting project I was putting together with that Cody Eakin trade tree. It was wild to see how. How many teams were affected by it? I think it was by the end of it. I think it was 17 or 19 of the teams in the league were somehow connected to that Cody Eakin trade tree. And uh, yeah, like you said, Rafael Pelche, I think, is uh, one of the last uh, descendants of that trade tree uh, as, as he's here in his 19-year-old season. Yeah, and I think it was once upon a time we had a defenseman named Bobby Zinken, and we traded him to Vancouver for a forward named Luca Leone and a sixth-round pick. And interesting, yeah, years later that. Uh, the most significant part of that deal from a WHL perspective anyway. Yeah, Isaac Poulter taken with that sixth round pick. So we'll have Poults join us on the podcast this week. I know that uh, this weekend it's going to be a great one for hockey with a couple of the top teams in the nation rolling into town. Winnipeg on Friday, Saskatoon on Saturday. And then we're doing party night next weekend. Gets things fired up. Uh, Always love getting the crowd excited here in the Iplex uh, with Moose John Town too for the first time this year. So trying to reignite that uh, that rivalry. First meeting of the season with Moose John coming up and uh, they've got some high-end talent, too. Some multiple guys drafted into the NHL, uh, high-end 05, and uh, Braden Yeager, too. So uh, should be an exciting game coming up next weekend. And the fact that DJ Tolly T is here just adds to the excitement. Yes, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders official DJ Tolly T making his way back to the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. He'll be here for that game next Friday. All right, this is the Broncos This Week podcast. And coming up shortly, we'll have our coaches show with interim head coach Devin Pratt right after this. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, our coaches show segment with interim head coach uh, Devin Pratt. Devin, uh... Well, quite the weekend for the uh, Swift Current Broncos. First, uh, elongating that win streak to uh, three games before running into a historically tough Prince Albert Raiders squad. Yeah, yeah, you know, our group... uh we were proud of our guys uh, Friday night. You know, I thought uh, the, the game was probably closer than the score indicated. I thought we were a little opportunistic. Uh, nice to see us have that finish and create some separation for ourselves. And then, uh, you know, Saturday I thought PA came in with a game plan and they executed it pretty well. Uh, their D played a good game. They're physical. They didn't give us a whole lot of time and space, and we just weren't able to uh, counter or find an answer to that. So back to the drawing board uh, for for that and just trying to get our guys uh, energized here for this weekend. Good challenge ahead. was certainly a very physical game on Saturday, but also not a lot of puck luck going on. I mean, a puck right off a faceoff goes off a skate to their guy in front. Uh, clearing attempt hits one of your guys and stays in and kind of one of those games where the, the, the bounces just really didn't go your way over the course of that game on Saturday. 
Yeah, and I think you got to work to create your bounces too. Um, at the same time, so uh, you know, it's it, those things are going to happen. You're going to have nights where you're down one and a bad bounce makes it two. Uh, but it can't change the way you're playing. It can't change the way you carry yourself. And um, you know, it it would have been nice to see us have a little bit more of a push in the third period, uh, being a two goal spread. Other than the power play, I don't know if we created much scoring chances uh, for us as a group. So. Um, yeah, it's you know it's a tough league. Every night's uh, their tough game, so uh, we're proud of our boys. We had a nice little two and a half week stretch there, got ourselves right back in the mix and where we want to be. So uh, we'll hold our heads high and chest out moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And you, you know you, you touched on a few things there, but uh, you know what, what was the learning experience you take from a game and a team like Prince Albert? You know, maybe not the most firepower, the flashiest team, but you know just a team that really seems to, to follow their marching orders, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think for us it's, you know, sticking to our game plan. We got a little bit distracted there um, throughout the game. And, you know, our guys thought that they were a physical bunch, but at the same time, if you watch the start of the game, like we were going, you know, hit for hit with them. We, we were physical as well. It's just sticking to that, sticking to that game plan, finishing your checks on the four check, uh, eliminating guys uh, whenever you can. And it doesn't have to be big bangs, but it's just, you know, just those bumps, just continually buying into that. And, and, and delivering those hits and then um yeah you know they're we're we would like to see us just kind of simplify and get some pucks deep on them i thought that they did a great job uh Gooley and allen those guys in the back end where there was no sustained pressure from us it was kind of in and out of their zone so um for us it's just you know we can't get distracted by uh a referee or a bad call or whatever may happen uh that's all part of the sport it's all part of the game we just need to be prepared for those moments and react differently uh shift our focus and speaking of being prepared you've got one of if not the toughest team in Canada coming into the building here on Friday the Winnipeg Ice in town uh, they've lost just one game this season but your team played them pretty well uh, a couple of weeks ago in Winnipeg uh, how are you preparing for this one on Friday yeah again for us it's you know we got to focus on ourselves obviously uh, you need to be aware but this isn't a team where you can say hey this top line's on the ice it's you know all four lines for them are rolling uh, they, they provide offense nightly uh, you can't lose your check on the back check he'll end up back door and he'll get the puck so just a very detailed and aware game where uh, your awareness on the ice is high you know where guys are and you're willing to put that work in uh, but then the focus on us is you know simplifying that game plan anytime we can get a puck into their zone uh, put it down in a corner we're making them play tough minutes we're making them defend um, I thought on the road there we had a pretty strong first period second period was pretty weak we were outshot pretty heavily and then the third period was actually one of our stronger and we got outscored two to nothing uh, in that period one being an empty netter and the other one being uh, a power play goal to start the period so um, yeah it's you know sticking to sticking to our identity sticking to our game plan focusing on our process and hopefully giving ourselves an opportunity that success you know it's been nice seeing the the culture around this group develop and it seems to me like these kids would be fired up about this weekend the opportunity to play one of the top teams in Canada and then another team in Saskatoon that's been in and out of the top 10 too yeah and you know what uh, for our group and maybe it's a bit of our youthfulness but it does seem that we um, get elevated when we're playing against one of the top teams in the standings and you know going back to that PA game PA 
OTAs had a little bit of a tough start at times this year. So uh, coming in that night, they're they're below us in the standings. And did we come in a little bit soft that night, thinking that it was going to be easy? Uh, we addressed that and talked about that. But you know, we really don't want who we're playing to dictate our engagement or, or what we're going to bring. Uh, we believe that if we show up, uh, if we play hard, we play for each other, uh, we play structured for 60 minutes, uh, we can play with any team in this league um, and, and give ourselves opportunities at success. So, uh, you know, the boys will be fired up. It's always a great measuring stick. You see Winnipeg's been ranked in the top 10 in Canada here uh, week in and week out. I think they're stick, sticking around in the top five, even maybe even top three all along. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. You know, every year in the league, there's going to be three or four strong teams, and each conference will have uh, two or three of themselves. And this year, uh, Winnipeg, uh, you know, is off to a running start. And I think for us, it's not to get caught up in that. And on Friday night at 7 o'clock at puck drop, it's team one versus team two. It's not, you know, the first place versus whoever. It's, you know, the Broncos are taking on whoever's in town, and Friday night turns out to be the ice. This wraps up a uh, three-week, six-game home homestand for your team and it's an incredibly busy week next week with a trip to Manitoba and then home and home with Moose Jaw Friday, Saturday. So how great has it been just to be home for the past three weeks? Yeah, it has been. Uh, it's been great just to give our guys some of that load management um, importance. Uh, it can be a grind. I mean, we're looking at 12 games from now till Christmas and then 40 after the break. Uh, so there's still a lot of hockey to be played. Um, you know, we got a little bit of the, the head cold and those kind of things going through our team as as much uh, does everyone everywhere at this time of year but uh, it's been nice that we haven't been so busy because uh, guys have been just a little bit beat up by that so um, you know giving them their, their rest giving them their time and then focusing on getting their bodies in the best uh, peak physical performance state yeah you know being a part of the organization like i am you often get a variety of different questions in regards to the organization the one i'm getting a lot of is uh, alexi shinarin uh <laughs> what's the uh, uh broken record question here but uh, where are we at there yeah uh flights booked flights booked we should see him uh should see him here arriving late thursday night uh early friday morning and uh possibly in the lineup for a Saturday night, if not uh, on the road uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Right on. No, very much looking forward to, to seeing his debut. Have you have you learned any more about him as a player, or is this gonna kind yeah, of be a box I mean, of chocolate scenario here? No, it's we 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 have a pretty good feel on who we think he is. Uh, like I said, we think he can contribute in that uh, you know top six to nine forward range. Um, sees the ice very well. Plays hard. Um, yeah, another good good size left-hand shot for us up front. Uh, we're excited to get him here, excited to get him in the lineup, and uh, just another tool in our toolbox with our group. So very proud of the guys, the way we've been working, carrying ourselves through injuries and things that have, have gone on with our group. And uh, we're looking forward to getting him in here and uh, have him start contributing as well. Just wanted to quickly touch on a guy who seems to have raised his game recently, and that's Josh Philman, a guy who had two goals in the hub last year. He's got 10 points already in the fewer games this year. Uh, what have you seen from Josh? 
watch film maybe from the start of training camp to now yeah you know what if you uh if you watch through training camp uh he was one of the most offensive threats shift in and shift out um so he showed some confidence in that area and uh you know to start the year he kind of started hot as well um and then it became a little bit of an accountability piece where trying to do too much uh with too many possessions and and the turnovers and those kind of things so we've got josh uh we've always loved his speed uh we love his touch he's got a nice shot uh he's got a goal scoring touch and like you seen here the other night he can make nice tight plays uh in traffic and around the ozone as well it's just important that uh you know he he lives to fight another day and and realizes that depositing a puck into the opposition's uh, zone and making them turn is a form of offense as well then getting on the four check causing turnovers and allowing those skills to uh, take place uh, there's too many scenarios early it was just kind of attacking one on two one on three um, those kinds of ideas and at this level it just it just burns you time in and time out so uh, it's been a great growth for us for Josh we're very happy with where he's at uh, you know our confidence in him remained high through all of it um, and he's a great teammate great team player and we're really excited about the way he's been contributing of late uh, him Matt Ward and Raf Pelche seem to have uh, found a little bit of chemistry there uh, some real nice plays some nice tic-tac-toes in the ozone as well which we love to see right on uh, I'll, I'll close on this note and uh, we touched on this just before the interview started but it's a darn shame that Movember has to happen in a mask mandate this year because you kind of got this Hulk Hogan thing going nothing but respect man love it. <laughs> this is uh, actually good <laughs> Gouldy, Gouldy told me I had to do, uh, oh, what is it here? The handlebars, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I call my, uh, the, the top part is a push broom. I kind of got that gap in the middle <laughs> and then the heavy bush uh, brush on each side, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good cause. Uh, you know, um, men everywhere are dealing with uh, the cancer every every day. And so uh, any opportunity you have to support uh you know, prostate research and that kind of idea is always uh, very important. Right on. Hey, Devin, thank you very much for making your way to this section of the rink and doing this again, man. Thank you. Interim head coach Devin Pratt on the Broncos This Week podcast. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Our feature guest, uh, Swift Current Bronco goaltender Isaac Poulter, sporting the Carhartt toque with some magnificent flow underneath it. You're kind of letting the flow go a little bit, eh? Yeah, it's been long enough with short hair. My girlfriend likes it, so decided to go along for now. Well, as long as it uh, gets approved by that level of management, you're good to go. And it's pretty sweet, too, like putting the mask on, being able to do the hair whip and everything. Yeah, I think a lot of people like that, but I don't know. Haven't had any bad comments about it yet. No, nope, right on. Hey, it's it's working for you. It's a good look. So far. Uh, back here in Swift Current, Isaac, uh, of course, you were in the hub last year. We weren't able to kind of get the full junior hockey experience in your third season in the league. How nice is it to be back here in Swift Current and uh, kind of having a somewhat normal season? It's been great to be back. I know it's hard for those young guys not seeing it last year, but for myself, knowing knowing how nice the town is and how nice it is to play in the Iplex in front of all our loving fans, it's great to be back. I uh, I was in a meeting yesterday with someone who had a uh, 2018 championship photo in their office, and looking through it, only guy left is uh, you. Well, you and Nolan and Boyer, but uh, you know, what's it... Uh 
What's it like for you having been a part of that and now, you know, being a 20-year-old guy with uh, with a team full of young guys and kind of leading, you know, by example? I think just trying to share some of the wisdom I've learned along the way, you know, that was a good good two months of my life and some, some good memories and a lot of life lessons I learned there. So just trying to share some of that stuff that I learned along the way. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing there? Obviously, you were practicing every day with the guys uh, throughout that playoff run, but what was kind of the, the day-to-day like for a 16-year-old Isaac Poulter? I was going to school. First week, we didn't know if we were going to be here for long, so we didn't go to school then. But then after, lots of school, lots of work, you know, running some stairs, and then obviously practicing with the guys, trying to pick up as much as I could from Stu and Hofe, and then all the older guys, just their work ethic and everything, just checking out that. Yeah, looking at the where-are-they-nows of that scenario, so you're this young guy. How much did you have to do with Stuart Skinner and Joel Hofer throughout that whole process? I was kind of waiting for them to get tired and let me in the net. But other than that, <laughs> I was just watching them learn as much as I could. Well, and speaking of uh, Joel Hofer, he gets a little sidetracked here. He recently made his NHL debut. Uh, how cool was that for you uh, to see one of your friends uh, make his NHL debut? Yeah, it was definitely an awesome, awesome feeling for me. And then watching Stu play last night in the third period. But yeah, I watched... Watch Joel's game, watch him get his first win, first assist. So that was pretty pretty awesome for him. Is he a guy that you've stayed in touch with over the years? Yeah, we work out and train together in the summer. So it's lots of just talking at the rink and talking about goalie gear and everything like that. But yeah, we still we still stay in touch, text once in a while now. How, uh, how have you been enjoying uh, things here so far? You've gotten to 10 games of action so far this season here. Um, when you were coming back to Swift Current for this year, you know what were the things kind of on your mind for what you wanted to do this year? I think my biggest goal is just hitting that 100-game mark as a Bronco in the back wall. Back wall, they have a plaque for that. So I just really wanted to get on there since I was 16 and called up. I didn't know what other options I would have. So I was like, I think I can get that 100 games this year. So two away, just hoping to get there soon enough. But yeah, just kind of help the team win as many games as I can and just do my thing, be a leader and, you know, help the young guys get accumulated to the WHL life. Yeah, and you know, normally for a 20-year-old goaltender who's played as much as you have, then you would have hit that 100 games by now, but last year of course being the shortened season that it was, uh, how how was that experience for you last year? In particular, I want to know about the White Court experience. <laughs> that was that was a pretty different experience. The team was amazing, great group of guys there, but it was like my third day we had to go into quarantine and then we were shut down for 2 weeks and we were back and played played two games and when the teams got COVID again, so they shut the league down. So that was kind of a quick experience there, just a month in White Court, but made a lot of good friends, some good memories. So that was a great experience. Then going into the bubble, that was that was a different experience. Living in the dorms, you know, it's not no fans in the rink. You don't notice it a lot as a goalie because you're not really looking in the stands a lot. But it was just it was different, you know, quiet than just going from the rink to the, our dorms and kind of just that every day felt like groundhog's day every day just waking up doing the same thing a lot but it was it was nice to play and finally get some games after such a long break from being in action did you bring enough supplies to last throw it i know the team had to do a bit of a supply run halfway through uh, how, did you uh, bring enough stuff to keep you keep you full yeah my parents went out and got me a ton of groceries before <laughs> so i came in with with a lot of food and i don't know I put a good dent in the stuff I like, but the, the oatmeal and the cereals I got didn't, they, they came back with me. 
<laughs> so this season for you, uh, as someone who works with like public relations with the team and community appearances, you, you were always great at that kind of stuff. Uh, how's it been for you this year? You know, not not having that, and how do you keep busy away from the rink? I have a class right now. Just kind of getting into that. You can ask Reed Dick; he doesn't think I'm doing enough, but <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely doing a lot of that. Hanging out with my billets, hanging out with the billet kids, playing some mini sticks and stuff. But yeah, it's just kind of trying to make sure I'm filling my time. Got through a couple Netflix shows, but just trying to make sure I get my class done and not just go home and do nothing, have something to do, keep busy. And been working with our chaplain, Nate Weeb, a little bit, doing some woodwork. So that's been, that's been fun too. But yeah, just trying to make sure have something to do, not just getting lazy. Well, working with Nate, the one prairie craftsman. So, uh, so what kind of stuff does Nate have you doing? We're just, me and uh, Borchuk are just doing some power sanding, <laughs> just getting in there, making making everything nice and smooth. But yeah, just kind of learn to do some other stuff while I'm away from the rink. Just a matter of picking up some new skills. I mean, is woodworking something you had thought about doing before? Or is this kind of totally new for you? My my one grandpa really liked woodworking, so kind of, you know, thought thought it'd be cool to do what he used to like to do. So. That's just one thing. I was like, you know what? I have a left time away from the rink that I'll, I'll go and put some hours in there. You're, uh, you're of course, in your final season of eligibility in the Western League, and uh, you're someone who I imagine is focused on the task at hand and thinking more of the next game than anything. But have you put any thought into hockey you know, beyond 2022 and, and after you're done with this league? I'd like to have a chance at going pro. You know, that's kind of how the season goes for me, but... My main goal is to try to get a contract in the AHL or NHL, but if that's not coming around, I'd love to go to a school that would want me there. Now, you obviously have a lot of guys or teammates from previous Broncos years who have moved on to pro hockey. Is that something you talk to those guys about, or do you kind of just leave them alone to let them focus on, on what they're doing? I've talked with Hope a little bit about that and a little with Stu and some other guys, but mostly just leave them alone and you know, see, see what I can do from there. This season so far for you, you, you started off with a bang. I think that pretty much every game you started and you factored into the three stars in uh, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, how's the season gone according to you so far? I think it's been pretty good. We've got a really solid team in front of me, so it's it's been pretty easy some nights, but I try to do, do my job, and I think I've played pretty well some games. I'd like to be a little better and help the team a little more, but that's what it is, and just got to do, keep doing my thing, I guess. I know over the last couple of years, there was a big focus on trying to sort of shift the, the culture and the mentality within the organization. So for you, you've been here from kind of the beginning of that transition. How do you feel the, you know, the, the excitement around the team is now compared to maybe where it was a couple of years ago? I think that Prodder and Keels have done a great job of, you know, keeping us in, in check and making sure that we're doing, getting better every day, as they say, and embracing the grind that playing in the WHL is. But yeah, I think it's been really good this year. And we have such a young group that they've all bought into that. And it's been it's been great so far. You guys, th- there seems to be an excitement when there's a, a big team in town. You know, like, for example, you got Winnipeg rolling in this weekend. Are, are you and Dicker kind of fighting over who gets the start in this one? Or are you hoping to see that you're penciled in for, for that level of a challenge? Obviously, I want to play every game, but... Me and Dick are pretty good. We we don't we don't get too too caught up in that, but it's just kind of whoever's playing, we we support them and you know if I'm playing Dicker's always telling me, you know, it's your game tonight, have a great one. Like 
I'm the same with him. I just want to see see our team succeed. And it doesn't matter if I'm in or if Reed's in. I'm just doing doing whatever I can do best to help the team. If that's making big saves or opening the gate and doing stats, that's that's what I'll do. I always love to ask guys about their draft day experience, and that's you know five years ago now for you. Um, 112th overall back in 2016. What do you remember about uh, about WHL draft day? Yeah, it was a big day at school. <laughs> you know, we're sitting there in class. We're all on our phones. The teachers are telling us to get off my first period, and we're waiting for the draft to start and then you know second period our teacher loved loved the hockey guy so threw it up on the projector <laughs> for us so we were watching then sending text to our buddies that got drafted but it was around lunchtime about all the hockey guys were sitting in the gym and then one of my buddies got drafted right before me and then I was sitting there and I see my name pop up is amazing experience I was so so happy and you know, I'd, I'd talked to Swift a little bit, so I had had the idea around there, but it was just filled with joy and a lot of calls and text messages and people congratulating me, but no, it was, it was a great day. Did, uh, going into the draft, did you have conversations with a lot of teams? Like, did you did you figure Swift was going to be the destination? I, I think I talked to two or three teams, but other than that, I was just kind of hoping someone was looking for for a goalie, and I know that... Swift had had some pretty good goalies so I was kind of wondering where I'd be there if that was my place and obviously it was they decided they liked me enough and drafted me so can't thank them enough it's been five great years here so far what do you remember about that first training camp coming in as a 15 year old goaltender and there was obviously guys you know like the Glenn Goddens who were here uh, what do you remember about that first training camp well I was sick all summer so I didn't have a ton of <laughs> training to do and I had uh, I came in. I just wanted to like soak up everything. I had Taz Berman on my team, and Travis Child was on one of the other teams. So I was just kind of, you know, watching what they did and just learning from them, doing, doing my best. I know I was didn't have a great performance most nights. It was six or seven, but you know, I had Sissons and Steenbergen on my team too, and guys like that. Just just watching them, learning everything I could from them when I was there. Yeah, I imagine that was a great experience. You know, over the years, uh, and I imagine. It's been different relationships with different guys, but uh, you know who who have you really enjoyed working with? Maybe more so than anyone else over the years when it comes to the other goalie in town. Well, I think I've I loved all my goalie partners, all great guys. But I know it's been really good for me and Dicker, and we're living together and everything. So there's a lot of us hanging out and talking hockey and about our games and everything. But him and then I just tried to take everything for all my goalies Kloss Dill Farrells Lammer just anything I can from those guys especially Hof too that was the start just picking up one thing or another thing from those guys to just make sure that I'm bettering myself and you know obviously trying to make them better too at the same time coming up on 100 games as you mentioned I'm going to put you on the spot is there one or two games so far in your WHL career that really stand out to you as games that you've you've really enjoyed playing in well, obviously, my, my first win and first shutout were pretty great games. You know, first game, my dad flew in from Winnipeg to, to watch, and I know everyone back home was watching, my mom and them. But, no, I think probably my favorite game so far was the home opener this year. Just, you know, being back here, getting a shutout, getting a win for the team. Because that's all we always talk about being a team game. And I was just so happy that we could win as a team our first game, play such a good game against Med Hat. 
Reigning team MVP Isaac Poulter joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Poults, thanks a bunch for, uh, for making your way down to this end of the rink and doing this, man. Thank you guys for having me. You're listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to interim head coach Devin Pratt and feature guest Isaac Poulter for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. Hope everyone's doing okay, slip sliding their way through the uh, streets after our first significant taste of winter. A couple of big games coming up this weekend, Bosch. Yeah, big uh, big game against Winnipeg, the top team, not only in the Western Hockey League, but in the entire country. The number one team in the CHL is rolling in here on Friday. They've got two of the top WHL prospects for the 2020. 22 NHL entry draft in Matt Savoy and Connor Geeky. So an exciting game coming up on Friday. And then, of course, it's a bit of a rivalry night on Saturday with the Saskatoon Blades here in town who have been in and out of the top 10 for the CHL rankings uh, so far this year. So uh, big weekend coming up here with uh, two really tough opponents. Yeah, a couple of top-notch opponents uh, coming to the Innovation Credit Union Iplex this weekend. And then next week, uh, one home game throughout the course of the week. It's going to be Friday. The Moose Jaw Warriors are in town. And that's going to be party night. Saskatchewan when Rough Riders DJ Tolly T is going to be uh, back in town. And I... I, I can't hype DJ Tolly T without sounding like someone's old uncle. So, like, yeah, he's going to be here. He's going to be spinning some crunk jams or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun night. It was last time he was here, and this will be a good one. It, it was, yeah. And, and the fact that Moose Show's here in town, too, again, another big rivalry uh, over years past. So exciting to see the first uh, first chapter of the new season uh, unfold between Moose Jaw and Swift Current. And uh, should be a fun night and a very busy week uh, next week with the Broncos in Manitoba, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then home Friday and in Moose Jaw on Saturday. So a very busy schedule coming up. Right on. That'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16.